Good day, everybody. This is Zachary Kameen, the Curious Christian. These are Curious Conversations. Today, we're going to be continuing going through uh, what Calvinists believe, what Calvinism is. Uh, Part of that reason is because I've got a lot of Roman Catholic friends who watch the show, and also I have unbelieving friends and also those who are not Calvinists. In fact, I'd say the majority of you are not Calvinists, and uh, either A, have no idea what Calvinists are by way of just never hearing about it, or two, uh, have heard about it and have a bad taste in your mouth about it, and three, have heard about it, uh, have heard wrongly about it, and are curious about more about it. Um, no matter where you land on that, uh, I will enjoy um, at least letting you know what my understanding of it is. Uh, I have the luxury of having lots of uh, books about it uh, because in the last 500 years there have been a lot of Calvinists who have written a lot of books. But for the sake of uh, brevity, uh, I've been focusing just on what's called the Belgic Confession, which is a 500-year-old document uh, written uh, in Belgium, uh, which is a multiple-article confession of faith, of which uh, most Christians would agree with most of it. Or, in fact, I'd say all Christians would agree with most of it. And I'm not certain that any Christian has disagreed with the first two, or onto the third one, and I highly doubt that there'll be much disagreement on this one, but we'll get reading. Article 3 is about the scriptures, and it says that we confess, which we do, I do, uh, we confess that this word of God has neither been sent or delivered by any human will, but that holy men of God, having been filled up by the Spirit, have spoken it forth as blessed Peter um, witnessed in Second uh, Peter uh, one twenty one. Afterward, however, God himself, according to that great care and concern that he bears for his own people and their salvation, commanded his servants, the apostles and prophets, to commit his oracles to writings to the point that he himself um, scratched out the two tablets of the law with his own finger, which is the reason why we call writings of this sort holy and divine writings. So, tell me where the where it's wrong in there, right? Uh, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, it goes against uh, liberal theology. Keep in mind, liberal theology came after uh, Calvinism. Uh, it came after uh, liberal teaching on the scriptures. came after uh, what uh, many would teach about the scriptures, about how it's been just a bunch of books written by men. Uh, and when people say that to me, they think that I'm to just simply agree with that. But... I confess this. No. The scriptures were not delivered or sent by any human will. 
if the scriptures were written by the will of man, then it would not say what it says about man. It would seek to deceive us, because the will of man, being corrupt as it is, seeks to, to lie to itself, seeks to deceive the man. Uh, our will is not our friend. Uh, in Calvinist terms, our will is totally depraved. Our will is dead without God. It is a rotting spiritual corpse that stinks. And so, therefore, why would I trust uh, the uh, anything that comes out of human effort or will? And in fact, that's kind of the point that the uh, a more uh, liberal Christian uh, would make is that the reason we can't trust the scriptures is because. Uh, they've been written by man. And so in that sense, I would say you are correct in saying that if the scriptures were written by man, in the sense that they were written uh, with the man's will in view, or had any purview whatsoever in the writing or preserving or the sending, which is, I think, what they are referring to in the sent part, and delivered part. Uh, if there was any human will involved in it, then I would agree there would be corruption. But uh, there is no corruption in the scriptures, therefore uh, you can't assume that there was human will. Uh, so I would, I would venture to say that there could be an art. I've heard the argument that the holy scriptures are much like uh, the, uh, what's called the, I'm going to be using different language, the hypostatic union uh, of the Lord Jesus, which is that he was uh, truly God and truly man, and so therefore the scriptures were written uh, by truly God and truly man, and so it's both and. And I've used that argument too, and I don't think it's wrong, but I do think that uh, there is no mixing or division or uh, separation or conflict in the writing so that if you don't like a certain passage you can say well that must have just been Paul or that must have just been the human Lord Jesus or that should, must have been just Luke doing a bad job of writing down what the Lord Jesus said uh, so it's fine whatever this thing is usually that is your own human will uh, really wanting to deceive you and trying to convince you to do something whether it's the thing that's trying to deceive you at that point or it's trying to deceive you here so that it's easier to deceive you elsewhere uh, notice how I'm not blaming it on the devil I'm blaming it on the reader himself now I think that the, the, that the demonics at play but a lot of it has to do with our own fleshly desires, our own will, our own uh, corrupt desires trying to get in the way. Uh, God takes his word seriously. God says in both Deuteronomy, which is the fifth book of the Bible, 
and the book of Revelation, which is the last book of the Bible, that if you add to this word, or to this book, then you are to heap on uh, plagues, you are to heap on the um, curses, and if you remove from the book, you will be removed from the land, you will be removed from the uh, book of life, you will be removed from the inheritance. So there's threats that are involved. Uh, they're not human, they're not threats that are to be carried out by humans or anything like that. They're divine threats, and so therefore, uh, they are to be carried out by the divine himself. Uh, no human will required. And so therefore, uh, it is my prerogative to, book, to read the scriptures, understand the scriptures, uh, search the scriptures, uh, believe the scriptures, understanding that any complications that I might run into, which I do run into them, uh, it is a problem with me, not with he. Uh, I'm going to go through real quick also uh, the fourth article on here, which is about the canonical books of the Old and New Testament. This, And then uh, next time we'll go through uh, a couple more, but right now we'll just stick with the two. Uh, there's a lot of articles on the scriptures themselves, so hang with me and you will learn to love the scriptures by the end of this. Moreover, we hold that the sacred scriptures is encompassed in these two volumes of the Old and New Testaments, the books of which are called canonical. About these, um, there was never a controversy, and this is not only their number, but also their order, <clears throat> having been received in the church of God. The five books of Moses, the book of Joshua, Judges, Ruth, the two books of Samuel, the two books of Kings, two books of Chronicles, which are called the, I can't say that word, y'all, uh, Paralipinon, I'm guessing that's the histories, the uh, first of Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, likewise the Psalms, the Psalms of David, the three books of Solomon, certainly Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and the Song of Songs, the four major prophets, Isaiah, uh, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel, and these twelve other minor prophets again are the canonical uh, books of the New Testament. The four Gospels, obviously blessed Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Acts of the Apostles, the 14 letters of the Blessed Paul, and the letters of the remaining Apostles, the Apocalypse of the Blessed John. So, I kind of like that they just real quickly say it and expect you to know what they're talking about, and I'm not going to explain anything. I also like that they say uh, the 14 letters of the Blessed Paul, and you're thinking, some of you guys might think, but there's only 13 letters. There's a whole rap album by uh, 116 Click. Well, that's because 
uh, back then, they were certain, and this Calvinist is also certain, that Paul is the one who wrote the book of Hebrews. Right? And so in Article 4, they stick with their certainty. And I applaud them for being willing to just say it. And it wasn't controversial back then. And in fact, they said that back then, these books, these two volumes of the Old and New Testament, there has never been a controversy. They didn't know that the 20th or the 19th, 20th, and 21st century were going to pop up, and all of a sudden there'd be all kinds of controversies about all kinds of things from all kinds of people. Uh, controversial men will find controversy in the most quaint things. And it's delicious, as it were. Oh, well, y'all, I'm going to leave it at that. Let you guys wrestle as much as you want until the next time. Uh, keep in mind that I haven't said anything that hasn't steered away from any Christian sect whatsoever. I know that uh, there are like the Roman Catholics who would say that they have um, other books. I will be getting into that next time. Uh, and, it, and I'm not going to be rude. I'm not going to be harsh. I enjoy some of the apocryphal books, as we call them. Uh, the reason, and I'll go into it later, but the reason why we don't have them in there is historically there have been controversies. And so the Protestant church, the Reformed church, the Calvinists uh, decided that they would have the non-controversial ones. Now, you may say, well, that's just a cop-out. Well, that's fine. We've been doing pretty well with our cop-out. Um, it's easier to defend Romans than it is to defend Second Nehemiah or the Maccabees. It's just simply easier to defend them. It's easier to understand them. God has written them. They've been written. By, yeah. Anyways, I'm going to get into a tangent. It's fine. But where in there, y'all? Email me, call me, uh, message me. Uh, if you want to email me, it's uh, ZacharyCamina at yahoo.com or ZacharyRamsey at gmail.com. Uh, by all means, uh, ask me all you, that you want. Uh, yell at me, be mad at me because I'm not a Roman Catholic, uh, despite my enjoyment of saying that I'm a uh, Catholic Calvinist or a Chestertonian Calvinist. Uh, I enjoy my uh, Calvinism straight up. I'm, uh, if I had to choose a sect of Catholicism, it would be the Augustinian sect, but I'm too Calvinistic to be an Augustinian. Uh, until next time, y'all, as always, drink your coffee, which my coffee just got done brewing whilst in this. Uh, podcast episode so that's gonna be exciting for me uh so drink some coffee y'all and as always come to jesus